Well, hello, we get to the big day. This is, to me, probably one of the biggest days because this is when our kind was created. This is when we were created. Mm -hmm. Um, God has put in the environment. He's created all the magnetic forces, pulled them all together. The stars and the moon are present, the land, the water, the plants, the animals, and the glory of his creation. This is day six. And this is when he created man and woman in his own image. And um, we're going to explore that. This is a pretty big, meaty one. So we're going to go right at it. Terry, I'm going to have you read, um, see, Genesis 26 to 31. Okie doke. All righty. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds of the air and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And to all the beasts of the earth and the birds of the air and the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made and that it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Woohoo! Oh, yeah. So <laughs> this is where God created a bunch of vegans. I mean, it took me, it was years before I I caught that, that they were just given the food, the veggies to eat and the food. And that was enough. And that was not the fish, not the animals. I mean, God created those things, those other beings, creatures, Mm -hmm. but they weren't for food. Right. Yeah. 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 So, so let's kind of define that, that thing. He created the plants and they have, they were talking, there's a quote in the Defenders Bible where I'm not going to quote, it, I'm just going to refer to it, where they're talking about plants have the body, right? Mm-hmm. And then animals have the body and the consciousness. Mm-hmm. But now this next creation, the one that's created today has the body, the consciousness and the very image of God mm-hmm. and the ability to worship God. And so this is where to me, um, it's like all of that is lovely, but this is relationship now. This is where mm-hmm. God has created something that has the ability to connect with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's a big day. It is it's a big a day. Big. And um, he created us in his image. Um, and you can't, God is a spirit, spiritual being. So he doesn't have a body like we did, but he knew that he'd be sending Jesus mm-hmm. and Jesus did have a body and it was a body like ours. Mm-hmm. So he created us um, in knowing that Jesus was going to wear an earth suit like we wear. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Well, we were just kind of roundtabling a little bit before we started recording, and we were talking about what did that mean that God created us in his likeness, and then in his image, he created our, a male our, our image. Yeah. So we, we had a little bit of discussion that, you know, God exists in a relationship that he's three people. There are three persons in the Godhead, the Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And so he created us like him to be in relationship. He set that up. I think that's part of how we are made in the image of God. We're made to be in relationship mm-hmm. with him and with other people. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I do think there are a lot of different ways that we're made like him. I think we have, he's given us his creativity. Um, so it's not just a body, soul, and spirit or um, a physical likeness or a spiritual likeness. It's, it's a lot of different ways. Just like our children have inherited different things from us, we're created in God's likeness. We have kind of inherited certain things from him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's that one scripture, you know, when they were creating, making the Tower of Babel, and God said, Oof, we better stop this because whatever they imagine, they'll be able to do. Well, I've always thought that was such an interesting comment for him. But I think that's part of how he made us in his image. We have the ability to imagine mm-hmm. and then take what he's created, take those elements that he's given us and create something out of it. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of ways that he has um, created us in his image. In like his even lighting. just cell food. Uh, I'm cell, cell foods, cell phones. Yeah. I mean, that's the creation from all, but there are things that were already here, mm-hmm. but we had the imagination yeah. um, to put those together to create something that would function for us. Because mm-hmm. well, who ever thought about sound waves? You can't right. see them. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's just incredible the things that entered into man's mind. Well, they had to have come from God made sound waves when he made the earth. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So they've been there all along. And at some point, that entered into a man's mind. Hey, how does sound travel? Yeah, and all of, all of our creations, all of our good things are good. I just, as you were talking, NJ, I was thinking, I wonder what the earth would be like if we hadn't fallen. Like oh. how much mm. creation would have taken place yeah. that wasn't apart from God? Um, we create so many things like bombs, weaponry, all that stuff, poison gases, bad. all of that. Yeah. And they're apart from God. Yeah. You know, and the earth would have been, it would have continued in the perfection mm-hmm. that God created it in. It, it will be there again when Jesus comes back and sets up his kingdom on the earth. Um, it, then we'll see yeah. exactly what it would have been like. Yeah. Because that, that will be reality for us. A perfect world. Yeah. So we were saying God created man in his own image. I'm on 27. Um, Genesis 1:27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And so one of the things that um, I'm not sure if we completely talked about Oh, wait, we're also going to talk about our, you know, that we were created in 
Is Mary, where are you? Well, I can go back. Let to us this make one. mankind in our image, in our likeness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. The mind has a different version. Anyway, oh. what does yours say? So, nope, it doesn't. Let us make mankind in our images, just above. So it was in twenty six. Mm-hmm. Um, that that it is in relationship. That it was about the Trinity. We we suppose there are other theories on all of that. Um, but the guy was speaking plurally and there's a lot of different, um, I think aspects reflected in his creation would be a way to say that, um, that like you were saying, Angie, like we pick up the things from our parents, right? We pick up these, these gestures, but the one thing we don't pick up almost by being around them or whatever is whether we're male or female. Mm-hmm. Those are created intentionally. Mm-hmm. That was not an accident for God to create that. Mm-hmm. And according to his word, he created them male and female. And yeah, if there were no, he, he would never have needed to make Eve. If he just intended for the man to be able to be whatever. To create. Yeah, there was no need to create Eve. So from the very beginning, that was not his intention. His intention was to create them male and female. Mm-hmm. Um, so that there could be that relationship. Um, because we know that the Bible talks about marriage as it talks about the covenant that God has um, with us. So marriage is to make us one, mm-hmm. right? And so that's a very physical act that truly makes a man and a woman one. Um, and from that one comes the family. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was very intentional. No, no mistakes. God didn't create anything there with a mistake. Yeah, I think there was always my question. Like people are, it's like if we're going to probably get into this more with Adam and Eve later. But it's like, so which one did he pick first? And if that was enough, why did he create the other one? Or if this was evolution, okay, which sex was here first? Mm-hmm. And why would only one sex have been here? And then how could have they have created the other sex? And yeah, that's a really good question. Honestly, that's a great wondering. That's yeah. exactly what happens to me as I'm going through yeah, all this I stuff. Like it's that. like, well, how did that work? You know, or how yeah. was yeah? Which evolved I, I, first? They probably they couldn't have evolved at the same time, right? Because right. evolution is such a slow, long, intense yeah. process. Yeah. If it was the female, then how many females died until a male was created? Mm-hmm. And then how did that get created? And how did that yeah, get Completely yeah. different things, right? Yeah. Right. So all these wonderings happen. But the other thing I'm looking the, up underneath that question that I have is purpose. Created for purpose. What is the purpose that we are created for? And why were we created as two separate male and female? And when you were talking into, about that intimacy, well, we're the bride of Christ. Yeah. So we have in our relationships, in our lives, this opportunity to to be in intimacy to be in intimacy with each other and to possibly understand that intimacy with christ i think it's always fascinating you know that god has used such physical things Mm -hmm. to help us understand i I think you know that's part of our the way our mind works Um, so a man and a woman have that intimacy they become one flesh Mm-hmm. Out of that, a woman bears in her body a baby and births that child. 
now two out of one. So first it's two and then one. Now it's mm -hmm. one out of the two. It's a very interesting um, complexity, I think, how mm -hmm. God has used those. I think that's to help us get our minds wrapped around the kind of unity and oneness that God has in the Trini Trinity and the kind of unity and oneness that he wants us to have in the church. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's really been over backwards to show us how we can be one yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and maintain that intimacy for eternity because mm -hmm. the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit have maintained their intimacy for eternity. Um, so it's just, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I love all that way out there thinking. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. join my world because that's where I think <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, here we go. <laughs> So let's talk about ruling over and subduing and what that kind of looks like for us. Um, what was God's intention was that for that? What do you mean that we should be in charge of the earth and the yeah. animals yeah. and um, take care of it? Yeah. I think you a little bit earlier. That's one thing that I think there are some people that are like, well, God put him here for my, I can do whatever I want. I don't have to, I don't have to uh, recycle. I don't no have responsibility. to I can throw my trash out if I want to. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Yes, it matters very much. And we are supposed to take care of this world that he has created and given us to care for and to use. Mm -hmm. And we, we won't be able to use it all up until he says it's done. Mm -hmm. we're, we're supposed to be using these things um, that God has created. Uh, it is, it's funny, though. Um, you know, he gave every seed-bearing plant and tree for food. So we were not eating. We weren't carnivores to start with. Mm -hmm. We weren't supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And all the animals were not supposed to be either. They were also supposed to eat uh, green food, green plants for food. Um, and we'll see later on that when that changes, when Adam and Eve sin and, and sin and death enter the world. Mm -hmm. But for right now, we're just supposed to be eating our veggies all the day <laughs> yeah. long. Yeah. And such a variety of all that too. But it, so, yeah. So where that changed was at Noah and all that. And I was so curious and I'm still going to be exploring on that is like, why, why did that change at that point? Why didn't that change with Adam and Eve? Again, welcome to my world. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, the earth was flooded. And so, you know, when God created the earth, he created everything full grown, right? Yes. All right. So when he put Adam and Eve in the garden, they already had a garden. They had mm -hmm. all the plants, all the vegetables, all the fruit trees, all the berries, all the everything they needed to survive was already there in a mature state. Mm -hmm. After the flood, that was different. God didn't, he, he didn't recreate everything in full form the way he did when he created in Genesis. Mm -hmm. Things had to come back. Okay. Okay. Oh. And so it took time. Wow, Angie, thank you. That makes sense to me. Isn't, I mean, yeah. I don't know if that's particularly spiritual, but right. But that I mean, just from a practical standpoint, the earth's been flooded. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it would take time for things to come back. Now, you know, Noah had stuff in the ark, right? Mm -hmm. He had animals right. in the ark. 
um, I'm not sure how much fruit, and ve- how many fruits and vegetables he took right. on there. Yeah. Um, but I think that might be part of what happened there that, you know, out of necessity, okay, now you can eat the animals. Mm-hmm. But when uh, the dove returned to the ark, he had an olive tree, an so olive. A branch. Sure. But we so don't know how big was that branch. There was, vegetation. things did come back. Vegetation yeah. did come back, but how fast did it come back? Right, right. Oh, I, I'm with you because then Noah planted right mm-hmm. a vineyard and whatever. So, yeah. yeah, I think they had enough that they could sustain. Until? Until that grew back. But we're getting way ahead of ourselves. We are getting we'll way ahead of that later. Yeah. We are, but thank you. That was one of my questions. It was like, hmm, I don't understand that, but now I don't have to. I will still continue to ponder. You, you can still ponder it because that's just an, an opinion. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, there's, I don't have this. I agree with it, though. <laughs> so at the end of this day, uh, before this, God was saying he created this and it was good and this and it was good. On the day that he created man. Yes. Then he said, um, he saw all that he had made, and it was very good. Very good. Yeah. yeah. And I love that. It's like, yeah. like you said early, Angie, it's like it's his crowning glory. It's the great finale. Yeah. The coup de grace. Yeah. You know, it yeah. is. And then, then he's finished. Yeah. And because that was the best thing he, he created ever. And I think that's because he breathed his own breath of life into mm-hmm. man, yeah. and um, and it, his in spirit. his image was very good. Mm-hmm. Someone to talk to. Yeah, there's a quote at the end of the um, the, the our homework today, and it's from R. Kent Hughes. I'm actually going to read the whole thing because it was very good. Um, the very same power that flung the stars out into the unfathomable, unfathomable expanding universe while orchestrating life in the irreducible complexity of the cells in your body will act on your behalf if you come to him. He will turn your night into day with a word. He will reorder your broken life with a word. He will bring form out of chaos with a word. It's his specialty. There's a creation power that can recreate your life. There is eternal life that will turn the midnight of your life into dawn and daylight and life and spring. This is our God. He gives form. He reorders life and he will do it for you. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I could cry as I look at these things. That was like poetry, wasn't it? Yes. It's, It's relationship. It's like God's not only showing us what he does. He's showing us why and who he is. So now when we look at the leaves, it's like, yeah, that's there. That's created for you. As you look at nature, I just really encourage people to spend time in nature and look at his creation and marvel at what he's done. And to think he did all that, which to us is so magnificent and incredible and awesome, it yeah. literally, yes. not the, day, the word we fling around so easily today, but truly awesome. Yeah. And then he made us too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like that sweetness and crowning glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So would anyone like to wrap us up here in prayer? I will. Terry. Okay. okay. Lord, thank you again for another day of um, recording the faithless sisters with these ladies. Um, you are awesome, literally, and you are wonderful. And, 
your the world that you created, the animals that you created, the human beings that you created, the life that you put into all of it is just um, sometimes just so overwhelming. And we're just so thankful, Father, that you put us here to enjoy these wonderful things that you have created because we, in order that we could bring you honor and glory, and we do, Lord, we do honor you uh, for your one, how wonderful you are. And we, it is to your glory, all these things that you have made. And, um, and we don't even know all of it yet. And we discover more things as time goes by and ooh, it just blows our mind. And um, thank you, Lord. And thank you most of all for this salvation that you bring, this um, order that you bring into our lives out of chaos that you provided the most marvelous thing of all, and that is Jesus Christ for our salvation. And we thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>